0: Hey. hey guys welcome back to me and nicole's soulful expat chats podcast today we are going to be discussing dating abroad We're going to share some of our stories um potentially some of the pros and cons too um if you don't already know this is the first time you you are joining us my name is Cherie and i am a side business teacher i currently live in the uae and have done for 10 years and nicole My name
1: is Nicole. I am the Soulful Expat. I am a mindset and mindfulness coach for Black and Brown women looking to feel confident and grounded in their journey abroad. I am currently in Bangkok, Thailand, and I've been abroad for eight years. And I'm excited. Like, and I love this conversation. Because the water sign in me, if you're into astrology and you're listening, or you just know me personally, I love love. (laughs) I really love love. And as much as I love my relationships, friendships, um, you're probably going to guys are going to love this conversation. I know we don't have enough conversations around love, dating abroad. And, you know, this podcast is just giving you just our raw experiences. Um, Also, you know, to get some gems as you think about your journey abroad. Or if you're currently abroad and you just need a shift in mindset, perspective, or just being open. And especially around this topic with dating, I know that um, it could be triggering for some, you know, or it can be... um, I won't say controversial, but I would say, I don't know. Some people could get in their feels around it.
0: Mm. Do you know what? I think everyone loves love. They just pretend not to be, but they think that mm. it is the weakness to actually say that you do. Um. So I'm a lover of love. I don't know if I've ever been in love before to be fair, but yeah, I would love to. <laughs> uh-huh. um, so my, let me start with mine. So When I moved to the UAE, I was actually in a seven year relationship, Mm -hmm. but as most people know, when a female is ready to leave, she decides way before she leaves. So prior to moving to the UAE, I actually had decided, I'd say about six months before that I wanted to no longer be in that relationship and moving to the UAE, because I only applied for the UAE three months before I moved to Dubai, actually, and then got the job. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, It's so random as well, Um, but yes, I decided six months before that I wanted to leave that relationship and I thought, yeah, in addition to like the the reasons why I did move to the UAE, that was another reason actually, I thought it'd be a great um, opportunity for me to actually exit that relationship, which, guys, was amazing, but unfortunately, we just, when we got together, we were very young and then just grew into completely different people. Um. So yeah, after moving to the UAE, I decided to do a lot of swiping on Tinder and Bumble and going out and enjoying. Um, But yeah, the dating experience has been very interesting. How about yours, Nicole, since moving?
1: So um, very similar to your story. Um, Prior to moving abroad, I was also in a relationship and, we didn't like solidify breaking up or not breaking up. So it was pretty ambiguous. So I can't say that like I moved abroad with the notion of dating because I, I was still in a situation and I still had a lot of feelings. Um And I don't, yeah, in the beginning, I think because of those feelings, I was not thinking about dating. I wasn't thinking about swiping. I think there was still a part of me that, I don't know, maybe watching too many romance or maybe this lover in me that sometimes could be like out of reality, I thought maybe, and sometimes as I said with thoughts and things, sometimes you don't consciously know them, but maybe there's this whirlwind of romance in my mind that I was gonna move abroad and then he's gonna like profess his love to me and like propose and then I would like leave abroad and like get together. maybe I think part of me thought that was going to happen. Um, That didn't happen, guys. (laughs) You know, I did start this podcast by telling you I'm a lover, I do love love. Um, One of the greatest things that, you know, being abroad has given me is like awareness of self, healing, getting real and honest. And like, that's the part that I help you with guys. Um, and also know what my desires were. But so in the beginning, I think I lived in fantasy land and that was a part of my life that I wasn't necessarily nurturing until realizing that, okay, this relationship is no longer like valid or realized. You know, it wasn't like he was gonna come to the UAE, nor did I have plans of going back to New York. So, and we did try, you know, um, with therapy, I thought but I realized I started liking, like living abroad a lot. And I think once that shifted, that's when I had to actively participate in my love life, my love life. And what was different as I shared in one of the other episodes was, I never thought of myself as an active participant per se in like love. And what I mean is, You live in New York, you walk down the street, you see someone, they like you, you talk to them for a couple of days and then next thing you know, they're your boyfriend. Like even like this, even though I was aware of the concept of dating, I can't necessarily say that I was an active dater prior to moving abroad. So the idea of like, oh, I'm gonna like swipe and like talk to someone and like kind of see if the situation was going to work was really a foreign idea. And I think, um, being in this state of like self-discovery and now starting today, it was like a whole new experience for me. Um, but I felt like once I started having tools because of therapy, having a great, like WhatsApp group with my girlfriends, I did start to feel comfortable with approaching it, um. And I felt like once I started becoming an active member, like I started to have like fun experiences. Um, I wasn't necessarily finding my husband. I mean, I did meet one guy when I was in the UAE who who could have potentially been my husband, but he had some interesting things going on in his life, which I'm so thankful that he was so upfront with me. I mean, I love an honest man. Um, He shared things with me. To make me understand like his life, that made me realize that I had to be like, nah, I can't do that. So shout out to him if he ever gets to this podcast. Um, because yeah, I definitely felt like he would have possibly been my husband. Um so yeah, that 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 was that was major. Um I think that, yeah, I think that after. I would just say that dating abroad has its challenges, but I still think it's available for us, is what mm. I would say, you know?
0: Definitely. See, do you know what? After after I uh, split up from my, from my relationship, my long-term relationship, I, in the first couple of years, was just dating. Um, well, I wouldn't really say, say dating, seeing a, a couple of people. And the great thing about the UAE is that you get to meet people that you would have never otherwise met in your hometown um so I met one successful very extremely successful guy um like we're talking about like millionaire successful and I was dating him for a while He was a little bit older than me and I was just enjoying him. um and then a person from Nigeria actually dated someone from Nigeria that was actually interesting very interesting do you know what I love the Nigerian culture um But then after that, I was like, no, no, I need relationship. Because I'm a relationship girl. I like to be in a nurturing relationship. I like to have, be able to pick up the phone every day and talk to my best friends, which is what you should have in a relationship as well. Have someone to talk to, that companionship as well. So anyway, um, I actually ended up getting into another long distance relationship one summer when I came home, I met somebody. um, We're really good friends right now, actually. And I was in that for like four years. And Mm. then kind of, if I actually quickly fast forward I recently started therapy and the reason why I started therapy is because I have found that every relationship that I've been in not that there's been quite there's been like three long distance relationships but every relationship that I've been in I have broken up with that person Mm. I actually thought that was my superpower at the time I thought it was my superpower I didn't realize Mm -hmm. it was not um and then because obviously I'm getting of age and I'm like 36 and I wouldn't mind to just really settle down and find my life partner I was like do you know what I need to speak about this because I can't allow this cycle to keep repeating itself in addition mm-hmm. to like that thought process actually one of my friends highlighted it to me she's like Shereen why is it that you break up with everyone um I was like, what do you mean and then actually I sat down and actually processed. So I was like I built a- around self-awareness I was like no actually I became self-aware I was like no you do do that and why is it that you do that Mm. anyway through I don't know if I'm I'm sharing this because I'm sure there's there's pretty much a few women that live abroad um or women that might be in relationships and found that it's just not right not being right for them but doing the therapy one thing that I discovered was that I wasn't nurturing my love language needs Mm. um and my love language is quality time which is if your love language is quality time long distance relationships are not going to work out for you yeah yeah um, yeah. being financially stable is a very important thing to me because as a child i grew up for in an underprivileged household so that's another thing being financially stable um mm. great communication skills and definitely attraction I I believe that everyone should be attracted to their partner in some way shape or form but in actual fact yeah and some people think it's not important but I think it's it's a major thing but in actual fact those are really important and what's funny is although they sound like small things on your list when you come I, I can only talk from the UAE perspective when you come to the UAE and there's a limited pool of males your values change or you think that your values change I think what you do is you compromise a little bit too much mm-hmm. and then because you're desperate for that companionship and I 100 percent use that word desperate you're desperate for that companionship um, and you need to feel wanted you you would you date someone that you wouldn't otherwise date or someone that doesn't actually nurture those needs so that's something that I discovered there wasn't particularly anything wrong with anyone that I dated It's just that they were not meeting my love language needs. Yeah. And I didn't didn't even know that because I didn't know what the, internally I knew what the love language was, but until I actually went through the therapy session and started journaling about it, that's only when I discovered it. So now I know what I need.
1: You're so spot on because similar to you, I had these other desires firstly being from New York like one thing about New York is especially if you're from New York City is that we have this thing that we like to say is swag and mm. it's very be superficial so in the beginning when I started dating I would think that everybody was corny because the way that I perceive men was like you know, kind of braggadocious, certain level of confidence. So I was eliminating a lot of suitors because I think if you leave a certain environment, that is what you're accustomed to. So I was eliminating people off of swag, which is you don't need swag to get in a marriage. You don't need swag. I mean, yeah, being a, a attractive is one thing, but swag, like that's not like a non-negotiable. And furthermore, like, like my therapist said, like, if you if you you're no non-negotiable swag as he told me. He was like I need you to move back to New York then. And when he said moving back to New York and it didn't feel like my high desire, I had to really eliminate that. And that's uh-huh. when similar to you, I had to really start looking at qualities. And what was funny, I never forget he gave me this activity where I had to write down my qualities and then And then I had to create a list if this quality, if these qualities were only found in New York. (laughs) And I know it sounds crazy. So I had to like, literally I remember that this assignment made me crack up, right? Cause sometimes, and I think like as Sharia said in like another episode, like the importance of like journaling because even getting out your own crazy thoughts, when you write them down, you could realize how silly it might feel and you can laugh at yourself. Mm-hmm. So when I wrote that shit down, he was like, make a column for New York and like make a column for UAE, right? <laughs> and like, <laughs> so this day I think about it. I think about it. So I was like writing down. So it got me to really think about qualities of a person. And of course, guys, if you're listening to this, right? These qualities weren't limited to like New York, so it made me struggle a lot, you know. Because I think the way to live a fulfilling life is like knowing what your values are, because then you can really identify them. And I remember just writing that down. So I think that's once I knew that, and like as you mentioned, like someone that I that had shared values, maybe they wanted to have a family, they enjoy living abroad um they're into culture because honestly even though someone could live abroad they could totally not be into culture like they could probably only let's say go to only like the western places and could give a damn about where they are so don't get it twisted not just because someone lives abroad means that they're always invested but like me thinking about that I wanted someone that was spiritually in tune I also like someone and I'm glad that you just said that Cherie because I'm realizing that I've never actually said this out loud but like financial, like independence and responsibility, and it's subjective,
0: like,
1: right? And it's not even—I mean, of course, I'm not turning you down if you're rich, right? So if you're listening, babe, <laughs> <and> you <have, laughs> <laughs> but but I realize it's more about like financial responsibilities, financial independence someone that's financially sound because I, on the flip side, granted that my dad had his own struggles, but my dad is a very like strong and responsible financial. And, you know, some of us, we carry whatever we know about our parents, our fathers or whatever. So I don't want no struggle man or like waste man, you know, like I'm Uh... sorry, it is what it is. So and there is a privilege that comes with me moving abroad that you might meet people who are also financially endowed. But if you don't have these conversations, you'll never know. Um so thank you for just sharing that. So I, if you're listening, like the importance of knowing your values um will help you with the dating. I think just learning how to have fun um really allowed me to get on these apps and swipe. I think realizing that I get to go on a date and meet someone new, possibly from a new culture that I've never, you know, may have gone on a date with. I think that once I started doing that, dating didn't feel like this laborious thing. It was like, kind of like what you said in the other episode about choosing your friends. Like if you're on an app, you're still getting to choose someone to potentially meet, It's Mm -hmm. like no one's saying you have to go out with this person. So I think adding some mindfulness to that or being more intentional, I think that it's been great. Like prior to this call, I was sharing how I went on a date with a guy that after the fact, I realized that he was like a a pro footballer. And I was like, this is dope. You know, Um, if you're wondering why that didn't work out, like our lifestyles are totally different, but he was amazing. I had an amazing day. I had amazing conversations, and like, I love learning. I love men. I love smart men, like or men who are just insightful. They're working on projects. They're helping their community. They're about their bag. They're he was fly. He definitely had swag. Uh.
0: <laughs> no, nah, that that used to be the top of your priority, right?
1: Yeah, like I you know, I love someone who has like their. You know, I think, I guess, I also, uh, uh, I think of also swag, like people who, a person who like knows themselves, and you can tell that they're not just on a trend. Mm. So, so I think just like in the communities that we've left, sometimes it's just beautiful when you can see someone that's just comfortable in like who they are. And, and you know, sometimes conversation or the way someone shows up with themselves can very be telling of that and especially if you're meeting abroad where sometimes you might feel like you want to confine or follow what's around you so for me that's a sexy trait and like it's been cool going on dates with men um who exhibit these traits and I yeah once I got serious about dating like when I was in the UAE I was dating all kind of men from all different places and um, I feel just like starting a business or doing any of those things, it just builds your confidence. And especially when you are dating people from different cultures, you build a confidence to know that like I'm I'm a gem. like like I'm also a hot spot. like, you know, not only is this person getting the joy of like not only am I getting the joy of meeting this person, they're getting the joy of meeting me too.
0: Mm. Um,
1: so I would say for sure, like the more that you get to know who you are, the more that you know your values, I do think that it becomes a little bit easier. And as I said, it doesn't mean you might find your husband because listen guys, I'm still single and hot in these streets. (laughs) (laughs) But but I believe that he's coming. Like, I think I've had some fulfilling um, dating situations. So I don't feel like, oh, poor me. I just feel like, just like what you said too, like there definitely been some areas where I've had to check myself to think, where am I falling short? Like, am I becoming people's girlfriend way too soon? Is it because I really want to be in a relationship? Maybe I need to slow down. Maybe I need to like really understand what truly means to date. because yeah, as you get older, like marriage, kids, those things can feel very real and you want them like ASAP. So sometimes you might fall short in like your decision-making, <laughs> you know, it's just like choosing a country. Like you might... Yeah. So I say still st- stand true to your values. And still stand true to like what it is you want. Don't be scared to put that on an application or to put it, when I say application app, I know sounding real older. Um, Don't be scared to put that there because I don't believe that people who move abroad are exempt from wanting love. Like as Cherie said, like everyone wants love and companionship. It just may look differently depending on where they are. I do think naturally people who move abroad, there is a part of us that likes to be free. So I do think it's still possible to have a level of freedom and partnership. Um, I don't think that everyone that's abroad just wants to be hot in these streets and like living. like. I don't think that that's also true.
0: Mm. Um, you know what, I, didn't, I wanted to add up on the financial literacy because you know that like, we spoke about that. And I think sometimes wires can be crossed. And when I say financial literacy, I mean you not necessarily being extremely wealthy, you being able to nurture the money that you have right now and look after Mm. yourself. I had a conversation, I actually swiped someone the other day and then he asked me like what my needs are. And after like having my therapy session about this topic, which which has been a recent discovery in myself of dating, there's one thing that I realized that I need to be careful of, being careful not to tell people too early on what your needs are because sometimes people can unintentionally love bomb you
1: Mm. and what they do
0: they could I before you because you like someone and you want it to go somewhere you tell them what you basically want them to hear you you unintentionally become that person now so I mentioned this to him and it's the first time ever me actually putting that out there so someone else could see it another man can see he asked me what my needs were And I said financial stability, I said great communication skills, Um, and I said another one, I can't remember what that was, there was just, there's there's a few, there's a few things on my list, but those were the top that I'd put on there, and straight away he replied with, but are you financially stable though? And then Mm. I was like, I was like, I I actually asked him, I said, did that trigger you? I said, Mm. because financially stable is such a subjective thing, and Mm. When we say that, it can be so broad. Some women might be financially stable. I want to be taken care of in a way that I can't even take care of myself. But that's not what I'm asking for. I want someone to be able to take care of themselves the way that I can take care of myself. And possibly, if you are able to take care of me a little bit more, I'm welcoming of that too. And in addition to that, as well, another thing that you mentioned, as well, Nicole, which I find is something that women struggle with in the UAE per se, um, is only dating what's familiar to them like a lot of my friends are from london and they will only date someone that's from london because they feel like they can only relate to people that are from london and Mm -hmm. i think that is a big blessing blocker because there's some people out here that are lonely and they're dating some particular men that are not meeting their love language needs just because they're from london they got swag and they look a particular way and they act a particular way but in actual fact they're missing out on on, and such great love opportunities yeah Um, so yeah, I just thought I would just elaborate on those particular things that we spoke about just in case that wires are crossed because my meaning and everyone else's interpretation might be completely different, you know? I told,
1: I think for me, that was the biggest shift was being open because you would, I always say that just because you move abroad does not mean you're open. You're maybe <laughs> open in one aspect, especially like, as I said, my motivation for moving abroad initially was financial, right? So that could mean that all my other areas of my life was closed off. And I will say that if you really want to successfully date abroad, you have to be open or more or less know what your values are and understand that it might be packaged differently than what you are accustomed to. Um, and I feel like once I had that sense of openness, it really allowed me one, it kind of gives you a gift too because you actually realize what really matters to you. Like what, at the end of the day, what cares? Like I recognize that me being so connected to like my Jamaican upbringing or being from New York was one, I had a fear that if I was with someone who was not from New York or who is not from Jamaica or had that cultural, that they would want me to diminish this aspect of myself. So once I started saying I wanted someone that was culturally expansive or culturally aware, I now realized that, oh, I could date someone who's not necessarily from those things, but would, would be happy and delighted to know about my Jamaican culture, who would want to go to Jamaica with me, who'd want to go to Jamaican restaurant. But because of the limitation initially had, I just felt like, okay, if they're not from this, they're probably not going to want this aspect of myself. Mm-hmm. I had to shift that 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 awareness. So now, if I date someone, they're going to know about my Jamaican culture because it's 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 so heavy about who I am, just the way I was raised. It it is a big part of me, um, and I think that once I had that awareness, it just added it 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 added like a certain like you know it's just like if you're black, like depending on what that comes with for you, what that looks like. You don't want someone that's going to be like, oh, I don't notice that you're black. Like, especially if that's like your Blackness is something that maybe you came from a militant background or what have you, like, you're not going to want to date someone who's not going to see that, like, or it was going to diminish that aspect. So I think for me, like, once I realized what the block was and what it was that I'm really wanting and then being able to communicate that, it's made me... Um, feel more free in just like knowing that I don't necessarily have to diminish this aspect of who I am or a part that I care about myself in order to date someone outside of what I'm accustomed to. And that also means if you're listening to as a Black woman, this also means like if I'm from the Northeast, it could be culturally different, meaning someone and dating from the South. Also, as a Black person, it could also mean being different, dating someone from Africa, West, East, North, like it's totally still different. Just the same way an American and a British, like I have British friends and even sometimes even my female friends, we notice even still there's some differences. Um, And I think that's one of the the greater things you learn when you're Black and you move abroad is that like even Blackness is so different. Mm. Being Afro-Caribbean is different and that sometimes can impact the way like you're dating so I think it all comes back to this awareness of self and like Cherie mentioned I also am in therapy I wish that I started therapy in the beginning of my expat journey I think that there were areas that I didn't realize I had limitations in Um, and that's just because of just I was always in a cycle back home doing what I do so when you're taken out of the environment, then you fall to your habits and then you have to check yourself. So I love what you said. And like we said in the other podcast, right? It's like, you always have to reassess. Like if you are not dating at all, then you might need to reassess, is it yourself? Is it that you're not interested in the people in the country? Is it like a place that you don't feel comfortable dating in? Um, And have you really put effort in it? Like one day is not effort. Like you know what I mean, like if you want love, you may have to do some work. you have to do something not may you have
0: to you, you may um, have to do some work and you may have to step outside of your comfort zone and change your, change the your mindset too it's It's funny because i've actually I'm actually seeing someone right now, and it is a person that physically is someone that I would have never dated before. I never date short men. <laughs> He's never going <gonna> <laughs> to. I never date short men Um, and this person is actually younger than me and they slipped into the net because usually I'd put like if I'm swiping they'd be within a couple years age band I don't know how he slipped into the net anyway the experience (laughs) (laughs) the experience that I've had with this person like he literally nurtures every single one of my needs mental needs communications needs and the thing is when I say financial literacy this guy is not a big earner but he is able to nurture every single penny that he has and the funny Mm. thing is is I tried to eject myself from the situation very early on because he was like you know what Sheree I'm not even looking for a relationship and I'm at that age now where I feel like I should be looking for something that is very intentional and I'm a very intentional person so I did try to eject myself from the situation he was like although I'm not looking for a relationship some people some people um actually end up falling into one when they first of all date we don't need to go into things thinking long term all the time sometimes we can just be in the now and enjoy it so after mm-hmm. he'd said that to me and he's been for a lot of therapy I was like do you know what let me just date and do you know what even if it doesn't even turn into something full-time the person that he's turning me into and the lovely experience that I've had with him is something that I would not change so I think in what you were saying sometimes you have to even physical sometimes like his face is still beautiful but physical those are things that you might have to compromise in as well just say yes to everyone and then see how it goes say yes then see how it goes we don't automatically say no say yes then see how it goes that's one thing
1: I love that I love that I am getting back to dating in January guys (laughs) because I was I was I was in a Um, relationship or you know a situation when I was on my sabbatical I mean one thing I know for sure that I feel most confident is I can date wherever I go I know that I can find a man that's I think the season of wondering if that was true is way over I think Mm -hmm. now it's about finding someone who's you know as we say equally yoked someone who wants what they you want I think that you know Saying that you want the same things, but your actions don't line up, you know, you definitely want to make sure you look for that and just being honest, ultimately, always be honest on what you want. Mm. And for me, I had to really, I wanted to give myself space and time because you know I definitely am ready to be in a committed relationship I love being in relationship I think I'm a great person to be in a relationship with I don't think it's because I'm super perfect but like I understand like the things you're talking about like communicating and uh, having fun like I think love should be fun it's like I always think of Pharrell when he always says he goes going home is like Uh, He always said it's like a sleepover with his bestie. And I always like smile when I think of that. Like, that's what I want. I want someone who feels like a bestie. So I needed time to take stock of myself. And, you know, I think that when you have that certain awareness, you don't only just blame outside, right? And I think that's the thing about mindset workers, which is what I do, is like, I always reflect on my thoughts. And like, how am I a contribution to any struggles or any areas of my life, right? Because the best way to win in life is taking responsibility. And I'm not saying someone is like abusing you and you're gonna sit there and say I did, but, we, but we're but we still active participants in our life. Like whether we allow someone to do something or what have you. And I think just like dating abroad, like, if it's not going well or there's an aspect that's going well and then you know that you want something else like for me now that I know I really want to settle and I'm at that stage where I'm really wanting to be in one country Um, I don't think it's the U.S. guys if you're listening Um, but I want partnership right Um, and because I've had successful or like being able to draw that in or manifest that, attract it, I get it. But now I've been able to think about, okay, where, what, what areas am I, what am I not saying on the date that's making something go off or what is something I can do more of? So I love how Sheree just mentions, you know, giving something a chance that, and being honest about her detaching, but then also realizing this still could be a gift. Um, I think in a lot of these dating situations, there's a lot of and and both because I know it can sound hypocritical to say, want something, but then go for what you don't normally want. And I think Mm -hmm. that that's where like knowing yourself is important because I love that you said you're attracted to him physically, but at the same time, you wouldn't normally go for someone short. And I know for all the tall girls listening, that is a big deal. I'm a short woman, I'm 5'4". So that's never like a big deal in terms of like, height (laughs) because I could take them real tall or at my height it's not really a big deal so if you're listening to this I do think it's like a lot of end and both um know what you value um be around people who are successfully dating like I feel like even though Sheree and I are not in the same country like we even talk about dating in our WhatsApp conversation we talk about Mm -hmm. you know be around people who are reflective of the stories that you want to have I think there are definitely, at least when I was in the UAE and even in China, to a certain extent, there was so much conversation about dating being sucky that you might find yourself wrapped up in this conversation of it being sucky and you haven't even tried it, but you don't realize you've fallen prey to like this continuous conversation. So I would think that dating abroad is the same thing as like, ultimately the people you keep around you, um, we both are not actively like parading and showing our dates on Instagram, so I know with this one is a little tricky because you might find someone on Instagram actively showing you that they're dating abroad, but um, if you see someone that seems very happy abroad or that they're that that might be might might be an indicator or people that's actively talking about like
0: love.
1: Mm. Um,
0: see, so I can't. I've had amazing dating experiences. Like, and the thing is, unfortunately, I have some people that are around me that haven't had dating, great dating experiences and they're always talking about that. And I'm always having to reaffirm, and it's most probably that you need to check yourself or it's just that person that you dated. It's not that dating in the UAE is hard. I've had amazing dating experiences. Um, and I guess, I don't know. I think I'm good at identifying red flags. I don't know maybe that might be the reason or maybe because I don't i don't know what the reason is but everyone else seems to have negative de- dating experiences but I've always had good ones I don't stick I've never really stuck had a box of like what fi- fits into that except for you must be taller than me um but there's not literally, there's never been a checklist and and I think that might be the reason actually why I've had good dating experiences but honestly I think Ahead, I know go.
1: what it is, though. I mean, just in the short span of knowing you, I think you are clear about what you want and what you desire. You're very unapologetic about it. Mm. Um, I think you have a pleasant disposition. And I know this could be triggering because I know there's this connotation about Black women being angry. But just even re- female relationships, man, people like to be around people who are pleasant and are like gracious and open. And I think even with you knowing what you want and being driven, you also have this way of being also open to feedback. And I think those are also characteristics of someone that's going to have a good time dating in a very diverse, like experience. Mm -hmm. So I think, and then also with you in the short period of knowing you, like you were taking, you weren't like, See me, sometimes I love love so much that I like one person, and I'm ready to shut everybody off, which is clearly not truly dating, right? And that's just because mm-hmm. I think it might be my attention span thing, which I'm I'm trying to get better at. And what I mean is that truly dating is um it doesn't mean you're necessarily sleeping with all these people, but like you're getting to know multiple people at one time. Now, like you said, you are good at the red flags or what doesn't work for you. Because I remember at one point you were talking to a couple of guys, I don't put your business on, you were talking to a couple of guys, but but I felt that you also started to tell me like, oh yeah, I don't think this one is gonna work. So it wasn't like you were talking to someone for like months on months. So I think that's also the thing too with you is that you're like, you create a pool for yourself and um, you're able to identify what's not working. And I just think that you're optimistic about it. I don't know if this has always been your dating MO, but I would imagine if you said you've always had, you have a very, I think that generally speaking, at least for me before, I would think that people who are driven, they were just kind of like angry or I would think of driven as being like harsh, but I think what's changed for me recently, you could be driven and know what you want, but still have a playful, gracious approach about it. And I'm not necessarily talking about a person, but just like your attitude, it beams. So it's like, and you know how I just said, this conversation is a lot of and, but, so. It's like, I feel like it's like, yeah, I want to be my partner, whatever, but you also like have this like fun about it too, which is which I adapted in the last year, even when I met the guy that I met in Egypt. I noticed that when I started having even more fun, I I I left a relationship that I was in China, and then I took a sabbatical. And I found that I wanted to have fun. I wanted to, even though I know I want a partner. But I started just looking at it differently. Like, this is an opportunity to meet someone who could potentially be my partner versus I'm meeting someone who has to be my partner. Like the energy is different. So,
0: right. I think that's that that's what I- Right there, girl. Yeah. And I, I think we need to stop, stop at that because I think this is where people get stuck in a trap. It's potentially not as going to be. Yeah. I, I, and I think that's that that has that always been something for me. Although you say I'm quite fluid, I've only recently started dating quite a lot of people, but I've always been like, I'll get with someone and I think this is why my relationship ended. And I'm like, you're my partner, rather mm-hmm. than getting to know them and keeping potential in mind at the forefront. But mm-hmm. it's like, no, I'm 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 so ready for companionship now. I'm ready, you are the chosen one. When realistically they shouldn't be the chosen one until you take your time and get to know them and I think that is the key thing and always being self-aware always being self-aware and bringing yourself back to that place of potential no expectations let's just live in the now and see where it goes rather than just stepping into fantasy land
1: yeah because I mean because anyone that you're looking to build a life with for so long like, you wouldn't want to know that you just spent a whole day with them and then that's your ultimate decision. I mean, it's different to spend a day with someone with someone you've had history with through years. And now yeah. you're coming to this decision, but like, you wouldn't sit with a doctor or, you know, or something that you're going to do that's going to change the trajectory of your life. You wouldn't take it lightly. And mm-hmm. I think that's the part of like dating. And if you take like partnership, something important. Um, Even though there's and both, you also have to remember that um, you can have the intention, you can talk about the values, but you still have to, yeah, it's just a lot of and both. And if you're listening to it, as I said, like, as you can hear from both of us, that once you make a decision and the more that you get clear on what you desire, what you need, dating becomes fun um but it's totally accessible it's totally possible um it's not something that's only for a certain other woman like so if you're listening to this i hope that you feel you feel that like it's not something that you have to eliminate or that you have to put on the side if you're moving abroad if you're thinking about moving abroad or if you're currently abroad that you feel that um now you could look at it from a different lens because i'll tell you one thing one of the compliments i got when i was in china i had a boyfriend and i met my guy like i moved in august and like i met him i want to say september october i don't remember no i met him in november and um i was just like smitten he was fine as all hell but um i remember meeting two other black girls who I love to this to this day I hope they're listening um and one of the things that they said to me was like Nicole, I hadn't really considered dating in China until seeing you with your boyfriend And I just thought to myself, you know just like I said like following someone on IG and just like you know representation even the reason why we're having this conversation so you're listening, So maybe you're not going to see us parading our men on IG, but I just want you to know that it's happening Um, because those two women since leaving China are both engaged, you know, and I feel like there's a little part of me that feels like I am like indirectly, like I created a possibility. Mm -hmm. Um, One had a baby since I left China um, she's engaged. And one, like maybe this week or last week texted me. and thankfully, I met her her now fiance before I left in my going away party. And that's when they just started dating. Mm-hmm. Um, and it made me smile. So even though, let's say I'm not the one who's engaged, right? And I'm not, but I realized how important it was for them seeing me, like because maybe they didn't think that that was an option. Like to 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 coin, like to go and meet. And I remember when I was living in China and I would say to have a boyfriend, people would be like, You do? Like, how? Where? And I'm like, what you mean? Like, I'm like, I met this dude within three months of being here. And like, like, they out here. Like, you know what I mean? Even when I met someone as in Egypt, people was like, How? I'm like, girl, there's a lot of men in Egypt. Like,
0: there's you know, um, So you know what, you know what one thing I'm taking from what you're saying, Nicole, is like, as you said earlier trying to find, even if you can't find them physically, I always talk about this, find them online, luckily we live in a virtual world, but trying to find someone or people who do have healthy relationships or have had healthy relationships. And you know what's funny is that some people think, oh, okay, these women are still single, but in actual fact, if you've had a four-year relationship, that relationship can still be a successful relationship, even though it ended. Mine has been extremely successful. and when I sit down sometimes and I think about the relationship and how some of it was just so amazing, um, even more better than some of the marriages that my friends have been in. Just because someone is single, doesn't mean they're not able to give you that great advice and empower you to believe that it's possible.
1: Oh, let me tell you, like, yes, standing ovation for that, because. I remember recently I was talking to a girlfriend and I was asking her like, oh, what's, you know what's been like your favorite dating experience? Or like, and like, she was stumped and she was like, she like, it wasn't that she was embarrassed but she was like, gee, I haven't had one. And meanwhile, it's so easy. Just even if you're not abroad, right? You think of being single as like this bad thing like something is wrong with you. And I was so ready to tell her like several stories I had, you know, and I feel like that also gives me like this gratitude and peace that once I got clear on like my values, once I got clear on who I am and taking action, it's like, even though I am single right now or not in relationship, I easily, even with things that didn't even go great with my relationship, let's say in China, or even the current But I could legit think about like some other really good memories. I mean, when I think of China, I think about, I'm like, I had a whole boyfriend during the pandemic. I know a lot of people that suffered like being by themselves and he was like a whole chef, you know, we worked out together and I know this might sound like I'm missing him guys. I'm not, I'm just literally just basking in like the appreciation of it. Like that I got, I got to, like I had that. Um, yeah. And it's like you said, like it ended. It doesn't mean that it's it. The person is bad or like, I don't know. I'm just able to find the gems in that, you know. Or being on a sabbatical and meeting men. Like I also created a lot of male friendships on my time in Egypt. So even men that let's say didn't Um. This year has been so healing for me with like even just relationships with men and like like I remember when I was packing up and I was leaving Egypt and like my homeboy shout out to him Islam you're listening to this podcast. And like, I remember when he came over and said, he's going to help me pack. And I feel like most people, they say they going to come and pack. They don't come and pack. But like, <laughs> he was legit like coming to pack. And I remember putting on IG people were like, yo, who your cute friend? I was like, I know he's like such a sweetie pie. But, you know, and that's the, also the aspect that you hear me talk about just like healing, like moving abroad is like a form of healing because I clearly made up in my mind that like men only do this,
0: mm-hmm. right? And sometimes
1: we carry that in dating and like, I have men, like especially the men I met in Egypt, that like text me sporadically just to check in and like, alhamdulillah, I hope you're good. And like I really feel like they mean it from like this real like, I care for you and love you and like want only goodness for you. So even when I think about those things, I feel so full off of that. So I just hope that you're listening to this. You're inspired because even as I'm sharing it, it's just bringing up so much emotions. Cause like, even though I can sit here and be like, I want to be in relationships so bad. And I want my, my person to come like, hum de la, I will say that I am also been so full in the relationships that I've been able to have just because I've had this new lens of like, checking myself <laughs> knowing my values knowing that I get to create my paradigm so this notion that like oh black women are undesired now we not we are desired if you're listening to this you are desired you know, um, know
0: what would enhance your life knowing what other people's values you if they do step into your life will enhance yeah. your. Um, yeah. Do you know what I actually believe in yin and yang, and like although I say that I've had amazing dating experiences, obviously I've had a couple which haven't been the best. Some of those have been through me self-sabotaging, um, some have just been because I've one I just date, dated a crazy narcissist, um, and then another one. What was the other terrible dating experiences? Catfish. The <laughs> way catfish. Um, but the difference between i guess myself and nicole and then people who say they haven't dated had had good dating experiences is that we understand there's no value in dwelling there is zero i tell you value in dwelling okay you take those lessons you remember you learn um, you use those to navigate your new dating experiences and then you move on
1: yeah, there should be lessons. It's like, I, I always say, I'm not going to argue for my limitations. And I think that that applies to dating as well. Like, as I said, I ended a relationship. Um, You know, I came with a partner to Bangkok. It didn't work out. I get to see where areas, what did I fall short? I didn't mm-hmm. jump back into crazy dating, but I said, January, we, we'll be out in these streets, you know, just a little bit. I might be out in these streets coming to you know, a rooftop near you, but. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you understand just, there's no value in dwelling, right?
1: No value in dwelling. Like, as I said, if you want to, if you want to argue for your limitations, then you just can just stay there. Mm. Um, you have to have an open and expensive outlet. And remember the whole reason why it's so important to work on your mindset is that like, if you have a belief that's going to hold you back from the things that you want, then it's an opportunity for you to want to work on that. And the best way to working on it is also one, looking for examples that's something that's totally opposite from what you believe that's true, right? Or finding small ways to build that truth up, right? Because if you only believe that you're going to move abroad and you can't have a relationship, that's going to always be your experience, okay? You're a belief, it is just a repeated thought. There's nothing magical. So that's why you have to unlearn a thought that's not conducive to what you want. So if you're listening to this, clearly you have two women here sharing with you that it's not to say that dating is a bag of roses, but it's actually beautiful, right? Because roses also have thorns, right? But we still like a rose. So having an expansive outlet or expansive or being just open to that, will be your gateway to dating while abroad being open to the idea, not feeling like you can't go abroad because you're not going to date. Like I've heard people say this and Cherise said it also in the podcast, like people tend to go home if they feel like dating is exhausting or they feel that they can't find love abroad. I remember the initial time when I, I wanted to move abroad maybe two years prior or a year prior to actually taking the leap. And I want to believe she was well-meaning, but I had wanted to go to South Africa or somewhere. I wanted to go somewhere. And she basically said to me, and she was a married woman. And she basically said, oh, there's no men here. And I think at that point, like, I just took her as someone I respected so much. And I I delayed myself going to a country because she said there's no men here. And then at a second time, she told me, oh, you should get a man From the states or basically find a man and then bring him abroad i'm like and she was a black woman too and a married one um i'm sure maybe a well-meaning place but i feel like there's a lot of people that carry these beliefs um so then they miss out and Mm. we don't want that for you
0: yeah and that is their paradigm that is definitely their paradigm but yeah you have to be careful whose mindsets you adopt question everything question us question everything yeah. ever. exactly um, but you know what one thing i'll say is if you guys end up dating if you whether you're thinking about moving abroad you're, new, you're newly abroad um or you've been living there for a long time and we have inspired you to get back out there please send us a message and let us know how yes
1: it please yes or even tag us on left. a date
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> Imagine. I go on
1: a date, like, Sheree and Nicole, you know, because I already, as I told you, my two girls are freaking engaged. Mm. And, you know, sometimes you give the gifts and people, like, even get ahead of you, which is also beautiful because it gives me even more inspiration to know that my man is out there because I've only loved China, what, it's been a year, a year and a, yeah, it's only been, yeah, it's been a year and, like, a couple of months. And I love two people, who were single and both are engaged, one is with child, um, and lovely men, because I met them both. So, and black women, two black women, by the way, I may add. Um
0: I have a few lovely dating experience um stories to tell as well, but um more well, happy endings. But yeah, there's a actually there's a lot, guys, too much to cover. But you ready to wrap up, Nicole? I'm ready. So key takeaways for me, my key takeaways for you guys would be to not dwell, always analyze situations, because sometimes we are the villain. Um, So go away and think about, is it me? What do I really need? What do I really want? Have I been looking at that? Have I been looking for that? Um, What do I need to nurture my soul in a relationship? Um, do you know what? Journal in your dates and your dating experience. You can go back and look oh, yeah. at them analyze those. Um, and what I think let me tell you one of the gems that my therapist said. What did she say? She said to go away and write down the similarities of the men that you have been on dates with, okay? Mm-hmm. And then if you feel that they haven't worked out or there's someone that isn't for you, what were the triggers? Yeah. and then i think a lot of it boils down to us always knowing who we are and building that self-esteem because you know what for me a big thing i am very um, i think i can i have a huge ego and a lot of pride and learning to know how to handle rejection is a big thing as well because when things don't work out how you want them to because you put that person in there he's going to be my husband box knowing yeah. how to navigate the feeling of rejection and
1: yeah
0: powerful skill yeah I would
1: say yeah those are really good journal prompts and I would also add writing a list of your values you know knowing the things that you really care about what's most important and once again you always will hear me say don't judge yourself don't shame yourself and I know that the reason why I say that is because I used to have a judgment about what I thought I wanted because it would be so different from like other people or I would have this feeling that I'm crazy for wanting it Mm. um and I think if something comes on your spirit that means that it's out there for you so Mm. writing your values and like what is most important um getting clear on that if you are thinking about moving abroad like knowing that beforehand and if you are abroad um get honest about like is this true in your day-to-day like life? And have you been on dates? Uh, highly would suggest therapy if you can afford it, because clearly one of the things we both have discussed is that having therapy has been also helpful in our dating journey. And I think this would be the same if you were in your home country, but the the added thing about being in another country is that now you are even exposed to more cultures and more, um, just like we explained on the other episode that just your own like idea of dealing with the challenges of just moving abroad. And also just know that like in different cultures of the world, like they view dating differently. Like I remember being in the UAE and I was talking to this French guy and he was just saying how like dating was taken, like, like he would say that people in Europe, they don't necessarily date. Like it's kind of like, he would say that the idea is that if I'm seeing you, I'm I'm already seeing you, like it's like unspoken. Whereas if you're an American now, and like like if I said to him, we're dating, he now has it in his mind that I have like a team of men. But I might be just saying dating in that, like, we're not in a committed one on one relationship. I'm getting to know you. So mm-hmm. I think the added thing about dating abroad is that you almost have to simplify and over explain what terminologies mean and like what they look like, because you can't make assumptions like you were in your own country in terms of what you're doing and what the expectations are. So you might. And what I will say is that moving abroad, the difference as well is that you'll find that you will have more conversations immediately about like what you want, what you desire, because let's say you're in a foreign country and someone is looking to, let's say, go back home in the next year, or someone is contemplating staying in a country, right? You might, if you're looking for a serious relationship, let's say, That might be a deal breaker or that might make you stay in a country longer than normal, right? Because maybe you want to nurture this country uh, relationship. So even let's say if you're meeting someone and you're from a different country, like, which has happened to me time and time again, right? It's like, do you want to move to the U.S.? Am I moving to Canada? Like after this, like, do you want to stay if you're in a country where you can't necessarily settle, those are also things like so let's say you are living in a country is your goal to be there for three years and then you're going back to the U.S. do you see yourself indefinitely like staying in this place indefinitely like a Mexico or a Portugal or Spain where I know there's a lot of Black people like residing and so there is that other part of dating um different cultures is that you do even while you're having fun that is an added and important conversation to have because it doesn't make sense to like be in la la land and like act like it's all cool. and then all of a sudden someone is like trying to go to Nigeria next month and you're like nah I don't want to live in Africa like I remember I was dating a guy that was from Uganda and like my mom was concern that her daughter like it's funny it's bad enough that i'm abroad not bad enough but like you know your family misses you when you're in another country but she started thinking in her mind like oh my god like my daughter's gonna like move to africa and like i'm not gonna see her like and you know jamaican parents they always got a dream my mom was hitting me up with all the dreams so um but that's like real so that's another part that's kind of another wrench that you should be very real about um I and of course,
0: in my last relationship, I fell into that trap with my last last relationship. Questioning, it. I thought that I could go and move to America. um In actual fact, I was in la la land because it wasn't somewhere where I wanted to live, and that is why the relationship ended. Yeah. Um. So
1: that-
0: and the UAE wasn't somewhere that he wanted to live. So these are important conversations.
1: Yeah. So like that's the other part. Um of the part that could be, that's the part that I feel like could be the complicated part. And that's where, I think sometimes that's where people kind of give up. Um, and that's where, that's where the real deal comes, you know? I remember having that, even that conversation with my therapist, like him asking me like, would you live in this country? Would you be okay with that? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think knowing these things kind of beforehand is helpful. So, like, let's say, for example, I met somebody in Bangkok. Would I be willing to stay in Bangkok longer? Yes, I would. You know, it's like, I know that already. Mm-hmm. Um, is there a country on my list that I don't want to go, right? I don't think I have that net. I don't want to go to Afghanistan, maybe, right now. I don't want to go to Syria. Like, I don't want to be in a place that's war-stricken. And I'm not even trying to be funny, but, like, that might mm-hmm. be real. Like, what if I meet someone who's in the army, you know, or someone who's security? Um mm-hmm that might not be a realistic expectation for myself. So I think that that's the added real part that maybe we didn't highlight as much, but that's the part that can be scary or intimidating is meeting someone and either they're out the door of the country that you met or they're looking to settle. I remember, yeah, I met this guy and he was like, he was like, I know you don't really love the UAE so much um, and that's like where I want to be for like 10 years. So I think he... He may have really been serious about me, right? That could be debatable. But in his mind, he already figured like, I'm not going to try to convince you to do something that you don't want. So get real while having fun, right? Um, Get real while having fun. I don't think it's impossible. I've equally met people who have successfully dated abroad. I've met people who got married abroad. I've met people who have broken up abroad. I've met people who have divorced abroad. It is definitely a mixed bag. So this is not to, this podcast episode is not to say that all those other things aren't true, but just like what Sharice said, like you also don't want to revel in just like only worry and not take action for something that's important to you. Um, One of the major coaching aspects of myself is that You get to have a whole experience abroad. You get to feel confident in all areas. It does not make sense to just have money and like no love or money and no relationship or your health is out of whack and you just have money. Um, And just normalize like Black women, like flourishing abroad in this aspect too, as it pertains to like dating and finding love and learning and growing. Uh Um, So I'm-
0: I think I'm complete. <laughs> <laughs> so to sum up this podcast, I'm gonna just give you one statement. And that is to get out of other people's heads and get into your own. That's yeah. what we're gonna do when you are dating. And um, thank you so much for joining us, guys. If you haven't already listened to our podcast, you can follow me when I when I reactivate my side business teacher page um, at the side business teacher on Instagram. Um, I currently sell my time um, which I'm going to put the links in the podcast if you have any entrepreneurial questions Didn't, yeah pretty much that's that's all I really cover to be fair um, so you can go and check that out and then Nicole how can they find you
1: yes I am the soulful expat um, if you want any, anyone to have a question or anything about expat life I've been abroad for eight years but I've lived in China the UAE and now currently Bangkok, and I spent a long time in Egypt, so I had this kind of multi-faceted like, experience of like, I could basically tell you if you should go to China and that kind of thing, and I can tell you if you should be in Bangkok with me, um, and my biggest approach is like this whole mindset, um, mindfulness, and you know, the spiritual tools as well. Like I really do feel like we are constantly creating our reality and we're not going to argue for our limitation and we live in abundant possibilities. So Amen. if that sounds like something that resonates with you, find me the soulful expat. And if you message me, let me know that you listen to the podcast, like tag us. um I would love to know like who's hearing it. If something stood out, as Cherise said, if there's something that you would love for us to expand on, please share, um, because this is a labor of love for us. And, and we're just you know, sharing things, say that again.
0: I if they go on any dates, don't forget to tag us.
1: Yeah, if you go on dates, tag us, tag us. If you know some hot spots in Bangkok that I haven't gone to, please tell me. <laughs> you got
0: any single friends, holla.
1: I was going to say that too.
0: all right thank you so much for listening guys have a great day or evening whatever time you're listening yes Bye.
1: bye bye